Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff with Gyro Nation Metal. Voivod is celebrating 40 years in metal by dropping a brand new, full-length album titled Morgoth Tales through Century Media Records, and that is happening today. Morgoth Tales features eight re-recorded tracks featuring Voivod's current lineup and one new song. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Michel Langevin, longtime drummer of Canadian thrash metal OG's Voivod. Michel, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's a huge honor to be speaking with somebody who's been involved in the Canadian metal scene for so long. Yes, 40 years now with Voivod. And uh, of course, at first I was really influenced by uh, Exciter, Anvil, Rush. Uh, but uh, when we started the band in January 83, uh, we were um, really part of what was going to become Trash Metal. And you kind of took things in your own direction, and now you're celebrating 40 years. So this year you're re releasing more Goth Tales. So it's comprised of nine songs from your discography from 1984 to 2003 that have been re-recorded with your current lineup, with the title song being the only new song added to the release. So what went into choosing those songs, and why the choice to re-record old, older music? Oh, we just wanted, we really wanted to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the band, and at first I had the idea of... Um, doing like a, a compilation with a song from every album but I started to think about all the labels we dealt with and it would have been a long work to uh, get the rights for everything so we we had the the idea of uh, going into a studio and re-record re more um, obscure songs than uh, what we always play live and uh, that was actually a great opportunity to refresh the set list. So the touring we did this year is a bit different because of that, because uh, we're focusing on the songs of the uh, Morgan Tales album. And um, so we, we really wanted to start from the beginning with Come Then to the Gallows, uh, the first song we wrote and recorded for Metal Massacre 5. And uh, end this year with a new song, uh, kind of representative of what we are now. So it's really an overview uh, of our career. Uh, and uh, But we focused on songs that we didn't really play that often live and sometimes we never played at all. The track list has been posted on the internet already. There's a good variety in where the songs were pulled from. Were there any albums specifically that you chose to avoid? And if not, did you know which albums you were going to pull from when you started putting together this album? We have so many albums that we decided to cover all the eras instead of uh, all the albums. And we wanted everything to fit on one vinyl as well. So, um, And uh, uh, the fact that we re-recorded a song from the Jason Newstead years and one from the Eric Forrest years, again, uh, allowed us to refresh the set list and uh, play material that people love, that, but that we... And, never really played and uh, um, when we when time came to choose the songs for this project we had uh, released a few live albums lately and we didn't want these songs that we always play to be re-recorded -re for this album like we always play tribal convictions and the unknown knows and astronomy domine and the prow and so we wanted to avoid these songs and uh, try to uh, uh, relearn sort of uh, songs that were more obscure and so that, that was uh, the main goal and uh, so far we toured a lot this year and people are really happy with the set list and no complaints about not playing the, the hits <laughs> so far 
that's got to be a good feeling when people are more when they're excited about things that you don't normally play i think like iron maiden's a great example for that playing different setlets basically depending on tour or even location yes uh, i know that uh, iron maiden uh, they quite often feature a lot of uh, many songs from the newest album you know and uh, we uh, we do play three or four songs from the new album uh, synchro anarchy um but we still try to cover um, all the career on this uh, 40th anniversary tour. And your sound has changed over time. And since Morgoth Tales features songs from 2003 and before, like we've already touched on, how have you ushered in these new songs into your newer sound while still retaining the feeling of your previous releases? I think that um, we, we, have, we do have a new twist, a sort of a fusion metal thing going back to prog rock in a way. People really embrace it, uh, so uh, we're happy to explore even more. Um, and uh, it's actually getting a lot of attention and success. We won two Junos for the last uh, two albums, so it's, it's a miracle, you know. And um, uh, so we we try to keep the Voivod spirit intact into the songs. And so when we play the older material, it really blends in properly. And we also, of course, the older material sort of morphs into what we're doing now. And But it seems to be a good flow live where people uh, don't really differentiate, uh, make a difference between all the periods of Voivod. It's just what we are now playing Voivodian music, really. And um, um, we have a great momentum, more popular than ever. Clubs are packed. We play at uh, the major festivals. So we'll... Um, it's quite a great moment for Voivod, you know, we're, we're surfing on it for sure. And we've already touched on the fact that you're celebrating 40 years in the metal space and you're considered some of Canada's metal OGs. For you, what are some of the challenges you've faced over the past four decades in staying relevant, creative and fresh? Well, I would say the main difficulty was that um, we always stayed on the ground and uh, never had mainstream success. So it took a lot of... Um, perseverance uh, to uh, keep the boat afloat uh, being an underground band you know and um, uh, so that uh, that was the main difficulty uh, we are lucky I think but now we are an established trash metal band where we can play all the festivals with other bands from the 80s like Testament Exodus Cultura and you know you name it so uh, but for a newer band uh, even though the tools are there, internet and all that, uh, it must be more difficult to get noticed for sure. Um, so we are, um, we're part of the lucky ones at this point. When bands experiment with their sound, it can alienate some fans while bringing in new ones. And so a couple side of the conversation there is people complain that some bands experiment too much. And on the flip side, people also complain that uh, some bands don't experiment enough. So have you given much thought to how your fans would react to your sound's natural progression? And if so, how do you strike a balance between sounding like Voivod and introducing new sounds or techniques? We never really sit down and overthink um, how we want to sound like and what... Uh, we, it, it just comes out, you know. We have the tendency to go to the rehearsal space and Im uh, improvise a lot and we record everything. And... Um, um, there are a lot of spur of the moment uh, material and we, we try to build from that, you know, and uh, uh, so um, 
it's stuff that you can't really create if you want to sit down and write that type of music. It's the great way to do it has always been to improvise and record everything for us. And then you have a, a sort of a, a template for something. And um, uh, so we don't really uh, discuss how we're going to sound like. or It's really the music that we want to play at this specific time. Um, and uh, to take it on the road and play it, uh, play it in front of our friends around the world. And it might have been out of sync uh, sometimes with what was going on in the mainstream, let's say in the early 90s when we did Angel Rat and uh, The Outer Limits. These were really psychedelic albums and a lot of uh, experimental uh, layers of music. And um, it, our eyes were turned on Seattle at that time. So... Uh, it went on unnoticed, but now people into Voivod, they worship it. So um, I think that for uh, it ha it has played against us, the fact that we always evolved in a di different dimension. But I think now we are appreciated for it. It paid off in the end. Earlier, you touched on Eric Forrest and Jason Newstead. And so for those listeners who are unfamiliar with them, Eric Forrest used to play for Voivod and same with Jason Newstead, who also played for Metallica, of course, teamed up with them for new recordings for Rise and Rebel Robot, respectively. So how did it feel to jump back in the studio with them, considering you've all had a lengthy history together? Well, you know, when we uh, were, I mean, it was uh, last year, in November and December, we were touring with Opet uh, in Europe, and that's where we were building this project, really. And we started to figure out... Um, which song we wanted to re-record and uh, we also were we were writing a specific song for the album Morgan Tales uh, in the in the tour bus and hotel rooms on, uh, on computers and all that but we we had the idea of inviting uh, Jason and uh, Eric and so I reached out to him to them while on the road and they got, really got excited and we had to do it from a distance where they were they went into respective studios in Florida and uh, Toulouse in France uh, to, to do their tracking. Um, but um, uh, luckily, on the last seven weeks tour that we just did uh, in USA and Europe, uh, we, we got uh, Jason to jump on stage uh, with us in Fort Lauderdale and Eric uh, in the, at the Hellfest uh, in France. So um, uh, it's, it's always great uh, to see these guys. You know, um, Voivod is a big family. It's spread out, though. <laughs> For those listeners who are unfamiliar with your music, can you name any other bands that have a similar sound? And this is in part due to the fact that I can't seem to find any. You guys have a very unique approach to thrash metal. Oh, well, I mean, um, it's hard to tell. You know, um, I've heard bands that I know we had an influence on because they told me Otherwise, it's hard to tell if they had a similar uh, obsession with King Crimson or Killing Joke or, you know, but um, I know that uh, we opened the doors to uh, Neurosis, Fear Factory, Meshuga, Gojira, you know, the technical uh, metal. Um, but aside from that, um, there were not that many bands playing this type of uh, trash metal mixed with prog, mixed, mixed with punk uh, in the 80s, you know. Um, we, uh, we really, uh, it's just um, a gathering of uh, everybody's influence in one band. Yeah, I'm glad that you touched on that because Voivod's music features many elements from obviously a number of different genres, like you touched on prog, punk, thrash, death metal, new wave of British heavy metal and jazz, if I'm correct, to name a few. Yeah. 
considering your long history in music and your wide array of influences, who are some current bands that you feel are doing something unique on the world stage and who are currently some of your favorite bands? Well, you know, I'm very old school and whenever I buy a new album, it will be the newest album from my heroes, uh, which I think do uh, still do fantastic music like Magma, uh, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Van der Graaf Generator, The Damned, you know. Uh, but it's when I'm on tour that uh, I get to play uh, with other people at festivals or um, um, like the every time I see Gojira, my my jaw drops to the floor, you know. And we just did this U.S. tour uh, with a crazy band, uh, Imperial Triumphant, and um, I, I, it, they really grew on me, you know. Uh, over the over the tour we did. Um, uh, it's um, it's the type of music that uh, I really enjoy, um, but it's mainly when I'm on tour that I get to uh, uh, be uh, aware of that. I'm also glad that you touched on Imperial Triumphant because you just finished up your tour with them. Your sounds are so different. Were you at all worried that the, the sounds might impact the tour's reception? Uh, no, not really. Uh, and uh, they really went over well. And it's the thing with Voivod is we can bring um, many different styles of bands on tour and we can open for many different styles of bands. You know, we open for Yob, we open for Nippon Def, we, uh, you know, it's, um, it's not a problem. And uh, so the people into Voivod, uh, they like different types of music uh, for sure. And they, uh, they, re they were really open to... Uh, to watch that band, Imperial Triumphant, and uh, they, uh, again, they went over really well. Uh, people really loved them. And it's the same last year when we toured with the duo, Year of the Cobra, people loved them. And so uh, that's the lucky thing with us. Uh, and we did, like, again, I was saying, we did this tour with Opet in Europe last year, and where we went over very well. And uh, so, and uh, just... Um, um, uh, this month we were um, touring with Testament uh, in Europe and uh, it was a success so yeah uh, I think that um, right now we have many different types of people uh, into Voivod uh, from many different scenes it's really helpful and in addition to Testament you also played with Exodus on your, your recent European run you played with obviously a huge number of incredible bands over the years. So in recent memory, has there been a time when you were starstruck by a band that you were playing with? Um, well, uh, there's been uh, over the years, uh, I think four or five times where uh, I, I was introduced to the bands we were uh, the bands we were opening for, and I didn't say much. I can tell you, I was impressed. Like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Motorhead um, and uh, Rush, uh, Ozzy, and uh, yeah, I can think of uh, that's the ones I can think of right now. Where um, I, when I was a kid, would have never believed I was one day shared the stage with uh, these bands. And oh yeah, the very recent one in April in London, where we opened for Hawkwind. And this was an amazing experience. You said Hawkwind? Yes, in London uh, at the O2, we, um, we played a, a prog rock festival called Prognosis, and we opened for Hawkwind. And they were fantastic, and they're, they're heroes of us. And uh, 
we covered uh, Silver Machine by them, uh, sort of an homage to Lamy when he was taken ill. I've chatted with a few people from Quebec now, and it seems to be a hotbed for Canadian metal. What are some of the things that you feel has led to Quebec being such a great place for music and metal in particular? I don't know, but it's true that Canadian metal in general is very technical. And there are a lot of these bands uh, from Quebec, where, which we uh, share stages around the world with or cross paths with all the time. There are, ma there are many bands from Quebec touring the world, Gorgots, Cataclysm, uh, Cryptopsy, uh, you know. And um, uh, I'm not exactly sure what um, the the reason why it's like that. Even Martyr, uh, our guitar player's uh, band uh, from uh, his youth was very technical. And uh, I think that Voivod and Dead Brain Cells probably helped a lot in forging that type of technical metal sound in Quebec. I would say so. You've seen a number of changes, as we've already touched on a couple times here over the past 40 years. So, of course, the Internet has created a whole new world for music, both good and bad. With the onset of the Internet and streaming, what has been the most difficult for you guys to adapt to, and how have things become easier? Um, well... Right now, it's, uh, I mean, internet was the game changer for everything, good and bad, you know. And uh, in terms of uh, piracy, it's, you know, it's, you ain't going to win that battle, you know, and uh, so it's sad. Um, but the tools, um, the quickness of uh, all the tools is unbelievable in the sense that back then we had to send a cassette to labels, fanzine. Then the, the fanzine would uh, uh, would send back questions, yeah, all by email, and the labels would send back their, their answer, no, we're not interested. And uh, so everything was by mail. And uh, by the time you answer the questions, you get the fanzine back, it's months. And now it's just one click away, you know? And I used to mail my paintings to Berlin or LA, and now it's wetransfer.com. So that's a big change. Um, and uh, so um, uh, I think that um, uh, in terms of communication, it's quite unbelievable, uh, the, the new technology, what it can do. I, I'm actually very surprised that back in the days where we were tape trading, how quickly the word spread about metal in the sense that we were all like 16, 17, uh, when the first Iron Maiden album came out and Ace of Space from Motorhead and British Steel from Judas Priest. But just a year after, you had Venom. And a couple of years after, you had Slayer, you know. And and uh, in the punk scene, it was the same, where all of a sudden, uh, um, you have Discharge, and then uh, then you have DRI and COC, Ultra Speed Material, MDC. And and uh, so um, I'm surprised how everybody was connected, just trading cassettes, and, um, and how rapidly the metal scene evolved whereby the mid-80s you had trash metal that exploded and we were lucky to be at the right place at the right time, uh, for sure. Um, so um, uh, uh, now it's, it's the same uh, a million times faster. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. and, uh, there are, uh, and every, um, every uh, any given time there's a new data uh, getting into the mix like AI and all that. So... Uh, things are going uh, very fast, but uh, with Voivod, we've always been sci-fi and sort of try to use the technology. And uh, but uh, I reckon it's uh, it has caught up with us, and uh, it's uh, 
on an accelerating uh, pace. <laughs> I mean, I, even this planet is spinning faster, it seems, every time I watch the news, so. <laughs> and Michelle, I just have two more questions for you today. They're just quick little things that I was kind of curious about. So who came up with Korgul? And sorry, did I say his name properly? Yeah, Korgul, um, I mean, I first created the, um, the Voivod concept. It was in the 70s when I discovered the magazine Heavy Metal, a comic comics, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be like my heroes, Philippe Drouillet, Bilal, Moebius, and uh, create comics for Heavy Metal magazine. And uh, so I created this world, Morgoth, which re represented the the place where we grew up in Northern Quebec, really. And the Voivod was like um, um, a, a post-nuclear vampire guarding the Morgoth planet and uh, making sure the high-tech weaponry would not go awry and you know and uh, uh, so uh, it's for the second album that uh, uh, the Voivod mutated into Kogol sort of a half tank half uh, machine uh, and so um, uh, it's a, a, a concept that they developed in the 70s based on Dracula and uh, Lord of the Rings but uh, as the Cold War um, became more uh, in my face, the the concept took a turn for the uh, post-apocalyptic uh, world, um, and uh, so by the time we formed Voivod in January '83, we were looking for a name, and I mentioned Voivod. The guys were intrigued. They asked me, "How do you spell it?" <laughs> and uh, and then they said, "What does it mean?" And when I explained the concept, they really got excited, and we. Uh, uh, developed it visually, lyrically, uh, musically, all through the 80s, over five albums. Yeah, it was quite an adventure. I really like how you have a whole backstory associated with them. My last question for you today is, where did the nicknames come from? Oh, it's uh, because of uh, the names, uh, Michel Langevin, Denis Bélanger, Denis Namour, Jean-Yves Thériault. We wanted something very catchy that people could remember. Uh, and a uh, mixture of Venom and Ramones and the Banana Splits. <laughs> so, and uh, um, so uh, we we wanted something representing the persona of everybody. And uh, so uh, they called me away because I was studying science at university. And I um, uh, also, uh, and I sometimes would show up very late or not at all at rehearsals. And when I would, I would leave drawings behind me all the time. And they called me away uh, and... Uh, Snake, um, uh, uh, we called him Snake because of um, improvisation in a theater troupe he did where he was imitating a worm. And it's a long story, but we nicknamed uh, Snake, Snake. <laughs> and uh, uh, Blackie uh, wanted to be called Blackie because he had, uh, he always had the uh, black dyed hair and also uh, had a, a little dog called Blackie when he was a kid. And Piggy didn't want to be called Piggy, but he said, we said, okay, Piggy. He <laughs> <laughs> was a bit chubbier. <laughs> well, Michelle, I want to thank you again for joining me today. I know you have a few other things lined up. I appreciate this time, and I will be posting this episode on that day. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon. Thank you.